a mechanical engineer by degree an operations manager by work experience and a business analyst by choice entrepreneur at heart nimish has done justice to each one of his roles in his college time itself he has designed evs solving problems for the environment such a noble thing now he is solving problems for the artists his newest venture book.studio.com helps content creators by providing them quality spaces for their content creation interesting profile isn't it so today we are going to dive deep into nimish career journey and talk about a niche topic and stay tuned for the topic hello hi there welcome to the guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future this podcast is to help professional students it employees and entrepreneurs to shape their careers dear listeners in every episode we talk to industry experts or thought leaders or coaches or academicians across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of our listeners learn great things also we share an interesting trivia about it world or technology towards the end so stay tuned till the end to learn more and more new things thank you so much for tuning in this is navin samala your host for the day and i'll be going solo as sudhakar is out So today we are going to discuss a topic should you pursue a career trajectory and let us dive deep into what career trajectory is and how Nimish was able to pursue career trajectory successfully so let's hear from Nimish and first of all let me welcome Nimish Nimish welcome to the guiding voice podcast series thank you navin thanks for having me on the show it's a pleasure talking to you all right and a pleasure hosting you as well so nimish let's get started with the first question what is career trajectory in general career trajectory i think it is something that people at both ends of the spectrum that is the career look up to plan on how it would go and at the other side you look about a career that working on x number of companies y number of years and so on and so forth if you measure your career success with positions you have held it would somewhat be a 45 degree line with a positive slope that's what i guess a journal career trajectory would mean wonderful i think that's a good summary of it and now share with our audience about what has been your career trajectory my career trajectory uh, i started my engineering with 5.74 cgpa and i remember playing cricket in front of thermodynamics exam with the guy who actually scored a 10 i was there because i didn't know from where to start you being an engineer navin you might have an idea that once the gpa drops it's really hard to pull it up and it took me donkey's effort to put it up to 7.06 by the end of my year <laughs> i got some sense of myself around in the you know, after the end of second year where i felt that yes i need to do something about my career where i joined a few clubs a few societies and fortunately got to be a part of team urja the go kart making team in the college it was a kind later even i got an opportunity to lead that team it was an thrilling experience where we won the best design award for the electric vehicle we were the second best acceleration in the final lineup event and all together it gave me a hard skin that i have today because the failures that we went through there were days that our transmission tank and at 10 pm 11 pm at night on a february chilly night we were calling random people in order to inquire okay we have this issue and how can we solve this so it is something that has given me a hope and optimism that yes okay 
anything and everything can be worked out. It's not the end of the world if doesn't if things don't work out. I went on to work at Maruti as an intern in the sixth semester for my six month internship. Interesting thing happened at Maruti. While I joined Maruti, I started exploring the gate, the gate forum, the gate academy made easy for my MTech purpose. At that point in time, my sister inquired to me that why are you doing MTech? because maybe that I have done B.Tech, I have a four year, I'm pursuing in a mechanical engineering and that's when she said, if you want to do M.Tech just because you have done a B.Tech in mechanical, please don't do it. And then that's what kind of realization I got that, okay, it, my past doesn't have to have an implication on what decisions I take in the future. And that's when I started from core to switching to a management role. And that was the reason why I got to be a captain of Team Urja. So that concept I see is the sunk cost fallacy concept that I see with a lot of people today. Fortunately, I got to take that call in the very early in my career, like in the sixth semester, third year of my engineering. People get that kind of realization maybe later. And then they're feeling like, okay, I have a four year degree. I have three year of work X. Now I can't just switch to another profile or another domain. But I think that it is just that the, the distance you go, it gets tougher. Obviously, it gets tougher, but again, it's not getting any easier. So you can't say, okay, I can't do it today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. You can't do it tomorrow because it's even harder tomorrow. So I got placed into RIL, uh, again, a refinery. And uh, no matter how much you prepare yourself to be in a refinery, you are never prepared enough. And when you enter a remote location at Moti Khawadi Jamnagar, I had a kind of realization, okay, this is great, there are, it is an engineering marvel, but I am not really fit for this engineering marvel and I don't have an appetite to work at odd hours. So going ahead, Ariel was a place where I started learning everything I got. Like if there were two people walking by and saying that yes, uh, this is a good course and uh, you, know, you should try that and I overheard them, I would go home and start doing that course. Over the course of my RIL, I did some 20-30 courses from different 5-6 different platforms, Coursera, Udemy, Datacamp and a number of others. I explored all of them. When RIL ended, I didn't want to go up to like enough jumping out of the fry pan into a fire. So in order to have that, I took a break. I didn't go for a job directly. My manager asked me, what do you plan to do? I said, just clear my head out and maybe figure out what exactly I want rather than just because the society drives us in a way that yes, you can't be unemployed at any point in time. And when we start engineering, we are actually start engineering with a safety net. Do engineering, job will jayega, and you remain employed. And that was the kind of, uh, you can say the contradictory in a view that I had that yes, it's important to be, to love the place you are. And for that, you may need to have a break. You need to clear your head out, you need to work out possibilities, you need to work out if you even like the job that you're going for. That break helped me figure out, okay, supply chain is my area of interest, analyst is something that's interesting problems it is. And I finally broke through 1MG as a business analyst. Today it is Tata 1MG. 1MG was also a steep learning curve. Like first three months I remember making blunders, getting like a lot of mails and asking like, why is this happening and why did you do this to that? So there was a lot of steep learning curve and at some point in time I was even exploring that yes, okay, will I be fit here in case I not, what do I do? I've already exhausted my core, I'm into non-core and I'm struggling. So, but eventually things worked out. The team was really great. It was really supportive. My manager was really supportive. And in six months I was doing well. It was one of the best journeys that Vanamji gave me. 
and while i was at rail i went for jagrati yatra a uh, 12 a 15 day entrepreneurial journey and uh, there i met nath panchurathi my co-founder for this venture book that studio it was in april 2020 that uh, we were discussing his idea and uh, i had a lot of inclination towards e-commerce i knew about e-commerce well and i could really comprehend the concept of book that studio into an e-commerce and uh, we decided okay let's work in together in friendly capacity irrespective of no strings attached okay what money i get what equity i get it's more about creating something valuable it's creating something that uh, people would love to use that's the end goal started working together over the course of like Six months, eight months, we started feeling that these things are picking up well. It's a good customer response we are getting. There's a good market opportunity. There's good analysis that we were able to do. And hence, in December 2021, I decided let's pursue it full time. And today, here I am, like six months into it, and we are well placed to like launch in a month's time. And we are having all the spectrums covered, where we are working on a lot of aspects of marketing, you know, the operations, the finance, hiring, and it is a kind of uh, an awesome, incredible journey that I'm going through. That's simply amazing. In in fact, uh, I envy on you because the kind of things that you have shared typically takes for someone at least ten to fifteen years. Okay, as you mentioned, but you got some early experiences and. got some real good inputs and one thing which i should admire about you is you took everything positively and you started carrying that particular learning with you and that is taking you places and definitely i see you in a very good position maybe a few years from now so kudos to you and thanks for sharing all the information so candidly and you touched upon some harsh realities saying that if you are done with the graduation probably you should not remain unemployed and look for post graduation yeah this is something which we have to change right in the indian society and people also have one more thing more about or either get into engineering stream or medical stream as if there is no other field as such but having looked at your profile and having witnessed this particular last few minutes of conversation and all it is so inspiring to see that you are operating with certain leap of faith assumptions and taking risks and you have that particular appetite to do something different wonderful so nimish why should someone pursue career trajectory the simple reason for career pursuing a career trajectory is that for example like you and me have something in mind that we want to pursue if we say that yes the risk associated with pursuing that thing today is x what do you think the risk will be with the time to come it is never gonna decrease with the incoming of responsibilities with the incoming of the pressure and so many things that we need to manage at later stages of a career not only professionally but even personally it's not practical to pursue those things at later stage so at the same time we are having a reduction in risk appetite for example today you have less responsibilities you can take a certain risk but tomorrow probably you won't be able to so it's important that yes once you have that in mind you need to pursue it For example, like in suppose in 1995, when our parents used to pursue their careers or into the early stages of their career, they didn't had any much information. For example, they had to whatever the neighborhood was doing or the mohalla was doing was more than enough for them as a testimony what can be done in a career. In today's world, we have everything at our fingertips. Now, if a person X is doing wonders and we come to know, and it is something that you also think that you could have done really well. probably you will start feeling guilty that yes yaar are yaar try nahi karna so it's important that yes you go on to explore you go on to find out that what you love because there is someone out there who is pursuing you so that you have a better satisfaction that yes okay you gave your 100% you realized your full potential 
for that you need to pursue things that you feel that you want to do now that one simple question that i was asked at jagrati yatra he said what is the age i said 22 years and he told so your generation has the average lifespan of 75 years so you will have on an average working life of 40 years left so can you do the present job for 40 years of your life the day you and i was like no that's practically not possible i am like completely saturated with my present job and i have planned to move on and he said that's it he said probably you should go about exploring new job opportunities till 30 years of age because you have that kind of risk appetite in them once you have at 30 you have you know, hopped on to five six job roles in you know, five six companies you have some idea of what exactly you want to do all you need to do is maximize the percentage of work that you like in a company starting you may like only 10% of the work that is given to you in the second company that may raise up to 30 to 40 in the sixth by the sixth company you have that things figured out like 80 to 90% things are something that you love to do and 10% of stuff that you don't really like so the whole point is that go on to maximize the amount of work that you like i have seen people committing this error that yes when they switch from one company to another they are planning from that 10% to 100% altogether at once and it's practically impossible because the factors are multiple for example location is one factor the timing is one factor the you know, job profile is another factor compensation is another factor you can't go on to fix every aspect of it in a one go you probably need three four steps where you first fix the location maybe you want to move to ncr the second part is you want to fix your profile and you may not get that kind of required compensation that you were looking for maybe six months down the line you switch and then fix your compensation so it's a step by step process and but as we just want a quick results we want like instant ends we want things to happen like this take job <laughs> i want everything sorted that's the kind of thing that in the ic that people need to accept okay you know things go gradually your 40 is a, of a life it's a marathon it's not a sprint that you need to cover up in a one job only it pursuing career trajectory is more about ensuring that yes you fulfill your potential you realize your potential and ensure that yes you do justice to amazing i really need to admire for your maturity again you you're talking a lot of uh, great things out here which uh, audience can really pay attention to and take the nuances and apply for their own career path and all and you touched upon right uh, strings actually one of them being the mohalla people whatever they are doing i want to do that it's a kind of herd mentality again which has to change in indian uh, mindset or the ecosystem around us right and uh, you also touched upon this 40 year life cycle which is very important in terms of the first 10 years itself like they are going to determine what is going to be next but again looking at you i would say people like you right they can take a different turn at any different point in time depending on the risk appetite and as long as you are confident about yourself right so you touched upon some wonderful points so i'm i'm glad uh, that we are having this kind of conversation next switching is uh, slightly and talking about how important is the career change right and how to pursue it successfully being an entrepreneur i receive a lot of resumes where people want to work with me and i take it as a, a resume as a deciding factor how serious are you for a job reflects from your resume if there there are error formatting errors or resume is not well built probably i already i have judged you that you are not serious about a job you can have 100 reasons for it okay i didn't have know how to use format formatting word or i don't have a format or i don't have a content whatever it is but if you didn't do justice to your resume probably you were not really serious enough for a job and so resume is one thing that i take as of paramount importance in fact 
I got my resume professionally made because after the end of RIL because I was not really convinced with the ones I made. And I wanted to ensure that yes, before I ask people to do it, it's important that I am satisfied with what I am doing it. So resume is one thing that I look up to. Then uh, people fail to understand, like no, not exactly fail, but people I recommend people to do projects. Now why I was interested in supply chain. I didn't got a supply chain job directly. I what I did was I went through Coursera and learned a lot about the supply chain specialization. And similarly, I went on to do SQL course from Udemy, and I was ready for the supply chain and analyst. And in the interviews, we had a lot of discussion around supply chain, how to do about it, what is demand planning, what is SKUs, and all that. We had enough discussion about it. I asked people that yes, okay, in case you want to make a career shift, you are into core industry, want to move into data science, or want to move into analytics, or you want to move into operations, or maybe even the CS people. Now, CS people, some people want to go from core development to ML, creating algorithms. You just need to showcase a relevant experience. The recruiter is not looking for you to have patents and do copyrights and what and have that kind of stellar profile. He is looking for a spark that yes, you are interested in it, and you will be able to handle it. Industry is really open enough to give opportunities. I am really glad about that. Yes, at One MG, my team lead gave me a chance where I had operations experience. He literally betted on a rookie. I would say today. I am not sure his perspective, but from my end, when they gave me a job, I was like, okay, they have literally played blind today, and I need to make sure they play good. So it's important. Industry is open enough. Industry wants to have people who want to prove themselves, who are seeking redemption, and probably you just need to show that spark. That spark comes from different kind of projects you do, different kind of courses you do, different kind of experiences you go for. Even people undermine the value of NGOs and their experiences. NGOs are the most selfless and best places to work at. I have myself been associated with a couple of them, and there you get to get an opportunity to explore different areas. And people don't really judge you for that because in the job people ask you, okay, he might be needing a promotion, he might be needing a better project, he might be switching. That's why he is trying for another project, another role. But in NGO, it's open field. You go on to try everything. It's not anyone is questioning why you're doing this. They are open and helpful if you want to try new stuff. And NGOs give you a good insight that yes, how it works. Probably you can use those insights in your projects in your new company. So people need to understand that yes, there needs to be some column of relevant experience in your profile before you make a switch. And that experience doesn't need to be a full-time experience in your company. It could be anything. It could be courses. It could be projects. I personally prefer to have a passion projects column in my CV, where I pursue ideas. For example, we all drink tea every day. Has anyone ever wondered that? Yes, the saucepan. Whenever it overflows, there the gas is in a mess. Probably a better design to a saucepan that could control the overflow, which saves so much of tea as well as the effort of cleaning the gas. So the point here is that you just need to find out problems, work out a solution, and then probably put them as a passion project. It showcases your ability to think. It showcases your ability to identify problems and solve them. And that's what industry needs. See, what happens is everyone has problems. You just need to give a solution. Probably I have tried designing a, you know, a pan, and I don't really think it's good enough that it would solve the problem. But you at least try. You at least showcase that yes, you know problems that exist and problems that not many people see at the first go. So it's important that yes, you showcase yourself in your resume, and in case to showcase yourself, it's not only your experience. Your experience never justifies who you are. 
you need to showcase whatever you think and in a tangible way probably you think about a problem push it put it in a problems you want to solve probably passion project that you want to put up average six it is six seconds that a recruiter spends on a resume you need to please him in six seconds literally if you in the spend the whole in the on it skills i am a time manager and i am a quality expert and i am i have hands on experience these are subjective they do not quantify anything these are in anyone can write that you need to showcase an experience or a thought process that justifies all of it and that's what matters wonderful these are again uh, some great great tips from your side and i resonate with you with regard to having gaps in resume is okay but how you are spending the time makes really a difference and the resume should be free from errors because first of all if you are not spending enough time in terms of tweaking your profile itself right how can organization trust about your work and and you rightly mentioned yeah about the 6 to 8 second attention span of resume and all so wonderful conversation so far and i would really be interested to go through your resume animation now that you have got it crafted Uh, very well and you look for so many different things so send me your resume after the conversation <laughs> if you don't mind Gosh. and yeah talking about the ctc because i get questioned by many of my people who look up to me and all they ask like i got an offer from x company with uh, y ctc and from z company with uh, some w ctc which one should i join and what should be the role of ctc when you are changing your careers honestly i prefer that yes at the start of the career you should have a lower ctc because the lower ctc of allows you a lot of flexibility to switch ships what happens is like uh, there's the industry average for example you say the analyst role and average starts at 8 lakhs now if you are in a core industry that's already giving you 12 lakhs that and that is giving you at par with the industry you can probably never switch to a non core role because hr won't trust you you if you take a pay cut hr knows that in 6 months you are running away if you and they, and they can't afford you to give that kind of money that you are already withdrawing so CTC plays a really important role in initial years. I know that yes, we live in a status-driven society where your CTC defines of how good you are in your work and everything. But it's important for people to realize that yes, if you have a lower CTC, you have a lot of flexibility. You have a lot of flexibility to switch into careers. You have changed careers because at the start of the career, you're looking for options. You're not looking for money. In fact, starting at a lower CTC helped me figure out that yes, my survival cost is really low, and I was sure that okay, if even if I get uh, you know, like twenty five thirty k a month at any point in time in my career, I'll be staying comfortably. Now the whole point is, should I be doing that for the money, or should I be doing that for the love of my work? If I do it for work, I will obviously score more than that. And in case, if I do it just for money, then this is bare minimum, and I'm happy with it. My life will start work, keep working. I'll have a roof. I'll have a two times three. So the important part is that. the bare minimum ctc you need just figure, figure out the difference between need and a want and you will see that yes you don't need a high ctc at a startup obviously we all have a lot of plans that is i want to gift this to my parents or my sister or my siblings or whatever but at the same time you also need to realize that yes it is a kind of trap where it limits your options i see a lot of people who in my batch who started with a high ctc had to end up leaving their job without a backup obviously and they went on to pay for mbn got to mb after a year so they couldn't really at the same time given i started at a average ctc it was really easy for me to make a switch and it helped me advance my career a lot because the learning that i had were pretty different and pretty like different career trajectory you can say so ctc plays a key role on how 
ఇండస్ట్రీ యూ సీ that is that's not how industry works and to be at that juncture where you can take decisions in a mechanical engineering you need to 5 to 10 years of experience or either a good masters and then you need to make a realization okay do i really need to wait 10 years do i have that kind of patience and love for the industry or do i want a fast paced career or i need to switch and move ahead and that decisions and are get well complemented by it if you have a higher ctc it evades you of a flexibility to take that kind of great job. great nimish i think this is something eye opening and uh, people fall into the trap of higher the ctc and you also touched upon this uh, status symbol and uh, unfortunately our society is like that wherein people who make more money are treated with respect and they think they are successful and all but it's also about how happy you are and at the end of the day you are able to sleep properly or not right yeah. and as you rightly mentioned uh, if the ctc is in the median range or probably in the lower percentile right you'll have a lot of choices i'll quote some examples every year normally if you take this prominent universities and the iits and nits we come across this column saying that the highest ctc for a, one of these students is 80 lakhs per year or 1.2 crores and all right and they are in the limelight for that particular one day and i don't uh, come across their profile again after a year or two years because if a company is hiring them for 2 crores or 3 crores per year they should do wonders right why are they not uh, being visible yep i think you touched upon a right set of uh, things and all and definitely great conversation so far and now let's talk about your learnings out of the career trajectory so be, because you have taken a road that is less traveled and you are super duper confident about yourself right so what are your learnings out of this less taken path the very first is that uh, you back you should back yourself to do anything and everything no mm-hmm. one came in the world with the, their new coding first time or they knew how to make a ferrari first day everyone learned it. so i guess everyone should back themselves to go and learn and today in edtech world where we have so many courses knowledge available on the web youtube is full filled with courses youtube is you can it's better than any edtech on the available today so back yourself to learn anything and everything may it be of your profile may it not be of your profile doesn't really matter secondly when you do things for the first time you will commit errors and you will commit mistakes of the level that you will be embarrassed of to talk about you will be like okay this is so basic so elementary and i committed mistake in this but this is a part when you come without an experience and learn things from hands on that's what i even in the startup that we are working on in last 6 months if we sit together one day and figure out all the mistakes we have done we feel like okay we could have done a lot better probably if we would have uh, being remote is one reason to it we can't have that kind of conversations but at the same time i feel that if yes, there were some errors that we can fix even in the earlier stage of my career like at rl or at one mg i did a lot of elementary problems so mistakes will stay they shouldn't allow you to think any less of you these are something that we that will coexist these will even after 30 years of a work career mistakes will coexist maybe the percentage may reduce but they will coexist 
so it's uh, and at some point in time i also had a kind of feeling that yes i am maybe i'm not good enough because i'm committing errors but then i realized that yes even after committing errors if i could do well i'm good to go i don't really need to be perfect in order to achieve something if imperfection is helping me reach it i'm good to go great interesting thought process there yeah i concur with you on failure is not fatal and not final as well and you know based on my 18 years of experience and all there were some ups and downs and at times if i look back in the in the hindsight right some of them have become or remain a favorite failure uh, there is something to learn out of everything right and uh, talking something about spiritually or philosophically right you will get what you are destined to as well right and uh, if something is not working and not in your favor just don't think it is a catastrophic and you have something better to offer right wonderful so anish this conversation has been very serious full of uh, learnings full of gyan and uh, lot of uh, insightful perspectives maybe i want to make this little spicy so i would like to open up a few rapid fire questions are you ready yes wonderful so let me fire the first bullet out of my rapid fire what is the most adventurous thing that you have done so far nimish adventurous thing people told me that yes leaving job at ril without any kind of backup was <laughs> the most adventurous thing that you did and in fact even i today look back and see i think i may not have that kind of uh, vigor to leave the job again without any kind of backup and knowledge but leaving that job at ril was one of the most daring things that i did till now i guess that's scary and it, especially at your age i can imagine what kind of uh, comments that you have come across so here comes my next one what is your favorite rejection my favorite rejection my favorite rejection was young india fellowship 2020 so in february 8th feb 2020 i got waitlisted for young india fellowship i really loved the whole concept of how what young india fellowship is but when i got waitlisted i knew that as i was going to get rejected i was i had a gut feel and at that point in time i took a decision that okay its decision comes in may and the final decision from feb to may i need to do things that would just make me feel that young india fellowship is too small for the things i am doing and in april i started up so april i started working up and this startup and i feel that yes that really helped me push myself to do bigger things that's amazing dude you, you are uh, inspiring you are inspiring with every word of you so fabulous so fabulous so here comes my next one nimish which celebrity would you date if you were given a chance celebrity i'd go with dhwani banushi you know singer i just love the way she sings you know <laughs> okay all right so here comes my next bullet which object or animal would you compare yourself with i once did a an animal spirit test for humans that it was and it came out to be butterfly and oh. i then i was confused on why and i went on to read and it told that yes okay you are more inclined towards a personal growth and butterfly <laughs> grows from cocoon and it is go undergoes a self development so probably butterflies may be something that i would relate to yeah this reminds me certain things about butterfly it is the best example that is given in any of the transformation sessions and all because caterpillar looks so dirty and people feel so allergic to imagine and look look at it however or even touch it but however the butterfly right it transforms itself into vivid colors and all and everybody aspires to touch it right yeah wonderful here comes my last one for the rapid fire so which one would you prefer out of uh, super strength versus invisibility uh, 
I that for super strength. And, uh, there's a lot of stuff I want to do. Maybe super strength would help me do it in a one lifespan. Wonderful. So more power to you. I'm sure universe is going to help you out, and I wish you do everything that you wanted to. Again, going back to the mainstream, uh, Nimish. I have a final question for this conversation because I would like to invite you again and again on on our show. And what is your big what is your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? Uh just one advice is anything that adds value to your network, knowledge, skill, just do it. Irrespective it is aligned with the present because it surely aligns with the interests. If there is something in your mind that you want to do, you should do it irrespective you even if you are an engineer and you aspire to rebiology go for it i started with the psychology honors at igmo and reading psychology i feel like maybe if someone would have told me about all the fields better about arts engineering and commerce and all i would have chosen arts maybe it's not that i don't like engineering but i really loved the way psychology anything that adds value to your career your network your skill any positive value just do it great it has been an awesome and insightful conversation in today's episode and uh, few things which will remain forever with me or don't waste time and be willing to take risks make the best use of your network add value to the network and in addition to that don't chase for the money likewise i can keep on going with the list of things that you have shared thank you so much for being part of the guiding voice really appreciate you joining us Thank you. It's my pleasure. All right. So it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. So, folks, today's trivia is about QR codes, which stands for Quick Response Codes. So, originally, QR codes are invented back in 1994. But do you know what was the purpose? I know you are thinking, but let me tell you the secret as per the ritual. QR codes were initially used to track the vehicles as they were assembled, and It was actually invented in 1994 by former Toyota subsidiary Denso Wave as a means to quickly tracking the vehicles and parts through their manufacturing process. So Denso holds the patent to QR codes, but it made the technology for anyone to use. That's why we are using QR codes at least once in a day in the form of making a UPI transaction by scanning at a, any shop nearby. Thanks to COVID and thanks to the digitalization that has happened in the last one and a half years at a rapid pace so qr codes have now become part and parcel of everybody's life interesting isn't it thank you for listening there is more in store folks stay tuned take care be safe until next time bye bye and we are signing off for today see you in the next episode with one more guest